Geek Shock. Look at that! You 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 folded. You didn't have no one to fold them. He's he's given up. No one to walk away. Man, no <laughs> you were a man with a pork chop on your back. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, like a monkey on your back. Andy doesn't know what that okay. means. Okay, yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> monkey pork chop. Come sure. on, where would I stand correct? Anything I, on your back is an addiction. No. All right, Red Bull Chuck Paul Chug. So chug, he's a chug, addicted chug, to chug. monkeys. Yeah, absolutely, he's addicted to monkeys. Have you met Paul before? Welcome, folks. This Geek Shock number 315. I am Master Torgo. I'm exhausted. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check, Danny. And we're here to talk weak and geek. My goodness, gentlemen. My blah, goodness. Blah, 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 blah. Paul's super busy. Jeff's super <laughs> Just busy. Just look at him. Yeah, he's he's near comatose, <laughs> like but with eyes open, like like that far Vietnam oh. stare. Yeah. Oh, oh, the thousand yard stare? Yeah. I was thinking Terry Schiavo, but okay, thousand yards there. <laughs> wow. Do football players Uh-oh. get the hundred yard stairs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure they do. Wouldn't that be just be a touchdown then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was self visualization. Touchdown stare. Yeah. He doesn't know the rules. Oh, no, okay. I know the rules. He just doesn't care. I don't I don't play by the rules. That's right. That's right. But Paul's a water boy, like, and he oh. just grabs that ball and runs for the end zone. 100-yard stair mast. Unless, <laughs> unless you're in Canada, and then it's the, uh, the was it a 60-meter stair, something like that? What's the I, length of a football field in Canada? Because they do meter. Fuck you with that question. They don't, they don't actually go uh, On this yards. show, it's Canadian meter. football. Wait, Get Matt, out of town. Matt, what's the, oh, never mind. 100 meter. And I guarantee you, Matt would be like, oh, fuck it. Wow. <laughs> I think the official Canadian measurement is, oh, it's a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit too far. 12 parsecs. Gentlemen, we got emails. We got stuff to talk about what Sorry. we did this week. All right. Sorry. We got news. But we're going to start a little different. What? Whoa. Jeff. Yes, sir. We're sending you downstairs. Oh, no. <gasps> I thought that was oh, no. later. No, no, no. I got to no. do that now. We're not going to put it I, off I, another I week. I want to make sure we get some of that in there because because we wait to the end of the show and then there's just no more time. You so, realize the smell is going to linger for the entire podcast? That's why I bought the incense. Better than none. Oh, all right. I We're was gonna just going to fart. Some raw. Some raw. <laughs> Is right. That's <laughs> all right. I'll go down there. All right, thank unlock you. Unlock the door. You, you Aren't you what? glad you came for this, Commander? I, we, K? Don't, we don't even have to ask anymore. I Jeff just accepts yet. his fate. He does. He just. It's funny. It's like you never pressure Andy into it. I, I, I would. Yeah, you know, Andy's the newest. Get downstairs. I don't know how to operate. Wow, a door. he just like popped his head out the door up the when stairs, and he's you like, "Wish upon a star." Oh <laughs> Wait one second. Makes no difference. What? Who you are. Stop! We can't hear you. <laughs> Anything your heart desires. Hold on, Mama. Let me turn on your effects real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that Mumra, he don't wait for nothing. No, not at all. He just waltzed Living up the stairs. In I, a pyramid. I think he might have locked Jeff down there. <laughs> hunting 
Thundercats like I did <laughs> when you wish upon a star. Fuck you, monkey! <laughs> he sound a little bit by Lu- like Louis Armstrong there for a minute. Uh, he does. He really needs that that sound. It's a. Would you care for a lozenge? What? Better. There. Oh, much what? better. Oh, much okay. better. Is it like it like when 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 people in from different nations sing and they they have no accent and then all of a sudden when they go back to their normal speaking voice there's the accent maybe that's Mumra with his singing singing <laughs> oh maybe it's a different no, no part echo. of the brain speaking, it is a different part of the sure. brain speaking echo he sings without echo then what happens when he speaks sings that's a like good Shatner. question yeah ah yeah. They don't do that. Oh, come on! Give us a little Rocket Man. No, <laughs> I can only do it proper. But I don't even do Rocket Man. Rock it, no, man. That's not my Space Rock. Jam. My Space Jam is Major Tom. <laughs> that's good. Oh, no, yeah, that's. You gonna get? You want to? An awesome space guy. Top space guy. <laughs> Mumra to ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> Umrah to ancient spirits of evil. Please transform <laughs> this decayed form. Wow. Turn me into big Mumra <laughs> and let me lose the robe. <laughs> Don't lose the robe. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he's going to be oh, losing the robe soon. I thought that was a dramatic flourish with the mic. <laughs> Nope, just swallowed a moth. It was I will jump out of my big sarcophagus and run over all the Thundercats with a bus. <laughs> this is the pit of ultimate evil. Let's stare into the void and let's see what the Thundercats will do. I was giving us the whole thing. When I dress up and disguise myself like one of you. Oh. Insidious. Pentatonics in it. For here am I sitting in my pyramid, petting my mama. So sweet. Third Earth is blue, and I hate Panthro too. <laughs> you know, Marmot's a dog. <laughs> what did, did you think? That. Did it you was? know that? Ed? I never seen a picture of before. Last time we did this. <laughs> what you think we're talking marmites? Is that what? <laughs> I just didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a creature. Mumra, how the hell are you? This is slides to Mumra. Oh shit! I've spotted Wily Kid. But Wily Cat is nowhere to be found. Whoops, explosion. Yep, he trapped me in the ground. Yeah, go ahead. What? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Slyth is just trapped in the ground by Wily Cat. Oh. Or Wily Kid, one of them. It's bound to happen. It's been a fucking day. Yeah? Let me tell you. Wait, there's a Wily Kid and a Wily Cat? Yes. Who and are wow. you? Yeah, really. You don't know shit, do you? I've, I've never seen the show. We've just heard They're the Thunder speaker. Twins, dumbass. <laughs> do they have powers that activate when they touch your hands? No. Damn it. They're just annoying. 
I will well, second that's that. Andy so for you. So we're Jen and Zena. Uh. <laughs> well, the questions they they have been okay. piling up. So so we're gonna send a few to you. First one's from Scott. Great. Weren't the Thundercats just a ripoff of Masters of the Universe, which in oh. turn was just a shameless and artless Frank Franzetta ripoff, stripped of its sexuality and dumbed down for four-year-olds and grown men who should know better? I want you to go Ow. back and really watch some of our earlier episodes. They're incredibly crafted. And the storytelling is top-notch. Uh, my... The early episodes. Of Thundercats. I'm, yeah, I'm glad bet. you said that. We're going to come back to that later. And, you know, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit... The burbles, that was a misstep. But <laughs> Listen, burble fruits are very important. We're doing what we can with what we've got. We're trying to create something of value. That also appeals to the child's mind. Uh, <laughs> All right. We ne- are not a ripoff. We are an improvement. Nah. Uh, next question from Sodpen. Yes. Who's more likely to use Grinder? Fisto, Man at Arms, or Prince Adam? From experience, Fisto. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. The other two at all are just more likely. I haven't seen them on there. Okay. I've Wait, gone you're on, on there? Several dates with Fisto. Am I on Grinder? Yes. <laughs> oh, there's right. a profile I want to see. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. I know. <laughs> Wait till he starts sexting you dick pics. Uh, next question from uh, <laughs> Charles Fu. Who? Uh, Charles Fu. Who? Charles Fu. Who? Charles Fu. Who? Charles. Third base. <laughs> Who would you have betrayed? Who? <laughs> Who would you have portraying yourself in a Hollywood version of Thundercats? Ah, uh, that would be America's greatest talent. Ah, um, Billy Zane. <laughs> that's that's. I like this choice. I'd either have Billy Zane or um, Math- Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Maybe Matthew Lillard's one version, and then Zane is the, the, oh, the transformed hey. version. Great. See, I would have said Kevin Spacey, but... Nope. The question Billy wasn't Zane for you. and or Matthew no. Lillard, please. And or. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. So if it's and, is like one of them standing on each other's shoulders, and then the costume Sure, let's do it. Let's get conceptual with them. Okay. Let's or get maybe when we could have a stage version like they did with Frankenstein or, and switch the roles each night. Or maybe right, one of them is... Mumra and yeah. He-Man. Yes. Matthew well, Lillard is He-Man one night. Which is a weird concept for a stage show with He-Man and... Oh, I've got it. I've got it. By the power it. of Grayskull. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is the regular Mumra. And then Billy Zane is Mumra the Ever Living, the yeah, roided out. We, we said I, that already. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. They said it. I haven't. 80s Jeff just got his bus ticket punched. He just caught up with everybody else. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to this side of the street. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, next question is from Sean Darty. Yes. Uh, just for clarification, Mr. Ra, is Mamut one of the ancient spirits of evil? 
If not, perhaps you should treat him as one. Yeah, he, he got some juju. Yeah? Yeah, every now and then. Watch, watch closely. His eyes glow and stuff. Ah. He's a familiar. Okay, not quite the ancient spirits of evil, but... No, but he's got some, he's got some beef. Gotcha. <laughs> he's got some His power. beef is strong. His beef is strong. <laughs> Snap into a marbot. <laughs> that spicy, beefy taste. Red rocket. <laughs> marbot. <laughs> Only done that a handful of times. Well, you gotta every now and then. In that pyramid long enough. <laughs> next Mom, question. Starts looking real good. God. Uh, next question from Cthulhu Collector. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Pistachio. Oh, that is evil. What what appeals? What appeals? There better not be any peels. No. You better all just be clean nuts. <laughs> clean nuts. Clean nuts. I guess that's the appeal. <laughs> because I've never known them in my own life. Oh. oh sorry, I don't bathe. <laughs> oh. Uh, next question from Andrew. I wear a oh. skirt so it gets a lot of air. I, it's not enough. I know it's not enough. <laughs> I'm just too lazy. Well, in your sarcophagus, you're all wrapped up in the bandages. I, so. I know. No, I, Have you tried dipping them in boiling water? I haven't yet. Oh, okay. It's the first time for everything. I might. Uh, there's talk of us trying to uh, turn the pit of ultimate evil into a jacuzzi. Ooh. The jacuzzi of ultimate evil. <laughs> well, it's not like it would kill him. <laughs> nope. I, I think there's a. Uh... Uh, Holiday Inn in Jackson, Michigan that has that particular pit of ultimate evil. The jacuzzi yeah. of ultimate evil, that sounds right, yes. Uh, next question. A, a keystone and an old condom floating in there. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> you know what the bubbles are in jacuzzis, right? Skin. I'm sorry? The bubbles in jacuzzis, that's skin. He's that's talking about make, that's that little foam, foam that, oh, that, that okay. lingers. I was like, I thought it was air jets, but I guess I was wrong. No, <laughs> no like, the, we're talking about, like, after you turn the jets off, that little foam. It's, yeah. It's so let me ask you guys. Skin. How much do you, how much jacuzzi do you eat when you go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as little as I can? Oh, I have at least a bucket full. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So it's Bucket like a, a jacuzzi. It's like human stew, basically, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, basically. Okay. Mm, that's why it's so delicious to me. <laughs> and next question is from Ancow. Uh, if you were able to die, how'd you... <laughs> exactly. How <laughs> would you want to go out? Uh, um... Uh, Is pistachio ice cream involved? No. No. I think I'd like to be one of those guys that gets found on a park bench. And everybody's kind of like, oh, he's sleeping. No, he's Well, not. that's how you're found, but how did you die on that just, park bench? Just, heart gave out? Sure. Okay. Just quiet. He has too. no heart. A quiet, melancholy yes. discovery. One of those, yeah, I want, I want a kid to find me. <laughs> I don't really care how I die as long as a child discovers my corpse. Oh, oh, evil! And and he's been dead a week, and Marmot ate like half of them. Oh wow, which half? Come on, Marmot's not a cat. Slow down. <laughs> I know he's a dog. Right. <laughs> and one more question: We'll let you go downstairs. Uh, this one's from Michael Johnson. Are you a fan of Yolandi Vesser? Are you down with the Zeph style? 
You know I am. Yeah? I think I've proven this before. You've proven it? I think so. There you go. Okay. You've been served. You've been served a plate full of fluff. Jacuzzi foam. Jacuzzi yeah, foam. <laughs> Some human stew. Well, this is the singing episode. You don't want to give us a few notes of... Uh... Not singing, that's rap. Oh. Let's it's see. How does it now happen? who's been served? Starts off with the... It's like murder, murder, murder. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Represent South Africa. Take the fucking pill. They call me G. <laughs> How do you spell that? G K H H K H. Yeah. I think we just heard him speak sing. Ooh. I think so. He said it was rap. It's rap. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's a little mum rap. He wouldn't do Rocket Man, but he did that. So there you go. Uh, well, Rummo, yeah. you are a cookie thumper. We appreciate you uh, stopping by. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Jeff, if you mind uh, walking them downstairs. Sure. Quickly. After you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh. I got something in my sandal. Oh. You, Jeff, you want to help him out with that? Not really. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I got, down, I'm I got down. it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm down here holding the door. Isn't that enough? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, just yeah. close the door. Goodbye. Got it. Bye, got it. Got it. Okay. Oh, there. I can still taste it. You're, it's in you're, the air. Well, well you shouldn't be putting it in your mouth. Just breathe. <laughs> Never mind the jacuzzi flesh. It's, the air is full of mumra. Now, uh, I oh got Lord. something in my sandal. He went almost went from rap to a 70s pop song. Oh, I thought he was going to a Bermuda resort. Okay. Oh, sandals. Yeah. Wow. Do you think uh, Mumra stepped on a pop top? <laughs> blew, it out his, blew out his flip flop. <laughs> and, and bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. <laughs> I'm behind the door. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, that's why sounds it sounds like, weird. Oh, it sounds funny behind the door. Yeah, I sound different behind doors. <laughs> And don't worry, I still have lots more questions. We will get to those. And if you want to send questions for Mambra, comments at uglycouchshow.com. Gentlemen. Yes. Uh, yes. Before we get into what we did this week, uh-huh. uh, email. Okay. Times two. Fan mail from some uh, It's in- These emails are kind of similar in theme. All right. So, so stay with me on this one. Uh, hello, guys. Got a question for you. Now, before I continue, I might say, spoiler alerts for anyone that hasn't watched the current season of Doctor Who. Now, I'm going to amend that. I've actually amended the spoilers from this. Oh, good, because I was going to have to walk out. Exactly. I I don't want that to happen. Uh, I already showed Torgo like 10 minutes of an episode, but fortunately for him, it was non sequitur. All right. But I don't, you don't need the spoilers to get the gist of this email. So. Okay. So he says, now that this is out of the way, even though if I tattooed that on their foreheads, people would be pissed off anyway. Oh, well. Uh, that's what they get for not keeping up with their TV. This isn't a gripe. More like an observation. I'm current. Don't I'm, gripe at me. I noticed that you guys don't talk much about Doctor Who. 
I think 80s chimes in every now and then, but no news on, and this is where I went to very specific spoilery topics, which I am now completely spoiled on, but I don't want you guys <laughs> We appreciate you taking the bullet for us. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, not trying to start a fandom war, just curious, since it is a major piece of geek culture. Are you guys not fans? No desire to watch it? Do we have to add it to the charity binge-a-thon after Paul watches Stargate? Oh, if you do that, Paul, and you know some asshole, maybe me, will donate to have you watch Gotham? Before I go, remember, you must find the Jade Monkey by the next full moon. Keep on keeping on, Jake, quote the Raven 79. Uh, there's still a few more things on this one. Doctor Who, yes, I enjoy. Yep. Uh, and I am behind. Uh, you like... Three seasons, three seasons behind. behind. I got up to the beginning of Matt Smith and then got into other things. It comes down to there's only so much time for all the geekdoms that you can be into. And let's face it, Doctor Who is a very time-devotive piece. It's almost a lifestyle now in the geekdom culture. I am sitting waiting for the last Matt Smith. That's where, I, that's where I'm at. I'm just holding on to, as long as, long as I don't watch that, then I don't have to see him go away. Sure. Okay, so real and quick. And the, the last one going aww. away was so painful. Oh, this it's, it's, it's bittersweet. I'll tell you this right now because he's there. At, at, I, I can't say anymore without spoiling it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, since you mentioned Matt Smith, uh-oh. I just have to put this out there. Oh, they just announced for Wizard World coming up in April, I believe it is. Matt Smith will be attending the Las Vegas Wizard World Comic Con. Exciting. Nice. So it, it, that just hit today. So I, I pre-purchased uh, my tickets. Uh, they had a Black Friday special. Um, Damn. For like 20% off. Uh, it literally, it was like one of those things. It's like, this is only good for like the next X number of hours. So I jumped on it and got it. But uh, So screw you, everybody so, listening. You didn't get it. There you go. But uh, I think there's also, if you've already purchased your tickets for Wizard World, I believe there's an upgrade package for Matt Smith. <coughs> anyway, t- since you already mentioned that. Anyway, go go, uh, go ahead there, Andy. I just I, I really do love Doctor Who. It's but, tough. But, but, but I, I know when I, when I start watching this, I'll have to watch everything that's available. And it'll still leave me a season behind, I think. Exactly. Because some people only get this stuff from Netflix, so they're always a season behind. Right. And that is one of the reasons, because you, you brought up at least three things that were very specific to the new Doctor Who mm-hmm. and things that happened recently in this last season. Um, we don't want to talk about big events, giveaways for story. Yeah, it's 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 difficult when you're transitioning from one doctor to the another. And some people just stop when when they lose that doctor that they loved so much because it's like they're afraid to take on the, you know, they, they don't want to get emotionally invested in a quote-unquote new doctor. So it's difficult. I, I like remember... Boyfriend, girlfriend? I, I don't know what it is specifically. I remember very vividly when Tom Baker gave way for Peter Davidson uh, back in the 80s and just... Going, I'm like, I can't, I can't watch Doctor Who anymore. It's, 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 you know, Tom Baker was the first Doctor I was exposed to, and for a lot of people, their first Doctor is their favorite Doctor. Well, and when the Doctor changes, he yeah. also has a personality yeah. change that goes along with it. At his core, he's still the Doctor, but there's all these little idiosyncrasies that are different. So, a lot of them, a lot of the actors have said, well, you still have to be what that previous actor established 
but then you have to build upon it and then maybe flip something around. Like say they would move their hands one way, you're suddenly doing it the opposite because you're different now. You're the same, but you're slightly off, especially in the early in the regeneration because all of your memories aren't quite there yet. So that's that's been a big thing across the uh, the series uh, since the beginning. Um, I will say this current season, I mean, just to address his point, I've been very happy with um, Jenna Coleman and uh, Peter Capaldi, I think, are very a very good team. Uh, Capaldi seems like a doctor I can get 100% behind. Capaldi is, he's, he's still fine in himself because he's the doctor, but he's still, you know, figuring things out because I don't want to spoil too much, but he's almost kind of lost his humanity, that softness that we've established from uh, the last three doctors. Which I'm kind so, of all so right he's, with. He's been, he's, he come, he's become more grumpy and less able to relate to people, which is where Jenna Coleman's character of Clara comes in because she's that, almost that missing human side of him and is constantly reminding him, is like, that's not how you talk to people. This is the things you should be saying. In fact, in one episode, she had flashcards for him. So he's like, he goes to nice. say something to it's somebody, cute. he turns around and he's going through the flashcards and then he goes, everything will be okay. I promise. <laughs> Just reading right off the flashcard. So but uh, Dr. Asperger's. Okay. The, uh, I, hemorrhoids? I showed, he's got hemorrhoids? Yes. I showed Torgo like 10 minutes of the episode, but uh, the Zygon inversion, which is, I think, four episodes ago if you're currently watching it the the winter finale just hit on saturday was some of the I mean, the, the writing is always tip top but there's a 10 minute scene in there with some of the best writing i think i've seen on that show in years i mean i had it out of context when yeah you brought me in to see it but but I, I, mean, I concur that was an amazing exchange and an amazing near soliloquy I mean, you're getting emotional sitting there listening to it because every little th- sentence is so finely crafted. Is this the anti-war speech? Yes. Okay, I've seen references to that and then not it's become at it. It's become a meme with all the thing that's going on in the world, which, you know, it, it hit before, you know, Paris and, and San Bernardino and all these other things. But it's so relevant, not just in, you know with the things that have just recently happened, but things that have been happening for the last few years, as well as things in politics, just world politics in general. And it's it's just really thought-provoking as well as it like it hits you in your heart. So anyway, now, I, I'm I, sorry. I, will, I, I interrupted your letter there. Well, I will throw the two guys who are being quiet here under the bus too. Not all fandom is everybody's cuppa. And, uh, that, that's really it. Paul and Kay don't particularly care for it. Um, you've seen, you've okay, you've seen the um, you watched the uh, um, um, I watched Van a little Gogh, of Eccleston. The, 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 I liked Eccleston, but even when I liked the Doctor, I liked Capaldi too. I like you know I also like Tenet, but I just I just can't get into it. I two or three episodes, and then I kind of wind down, and I'm not gripped. I'm just not gripped into watching it. Did you watch the Van Gogh episode that we forced that on you? Or I've God, I love that. Episode. I saw yeah. I saw bits and pieces yeah. of see, that. See, one th- that that's now, where are you leaving off with Tenet? Like the first two or three episodes? You oh, said yeah. he's only seen it, two or three of each season. It, I think it, it, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. people tend to be like, "Oh, you got to give it this amount of time because this happens," and it's like it really is. 
it's kind of a British television thing, a British science fiction thing. It's just not really my cup of tea. Just like any show. It either speaks sure. to you or it doesn't. Right, I right. mean, you, we, we talk about how you have to give things a full season for the, 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 like Buffy. But if Buffy's first season is terrible, we've discussed it. But if Buffy's not your cuppa, right. no amount of seasons is going to win you over. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, Eccleston. The, the moment in the early part when he gets locked in the room with the Dalek and he's like, get me out of here, let me... And he's pounding on the... I was totally like, this is really, really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I still couldn't stick with it. After a while, I'm just like, ah, I'm just... Oh, so you were doing that even with Eccleston? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Capaldi, Capaldi, there's that moment when he's facing off, I forget the creature, the the artificial clockwork dude. And okay, yeah. you hear the clinkle of ice and he's like, I poured myself a drink because I think I'm going to have to kill you. That <laughs> is fucking awesome. I really did like that a lot. And that actually kept me in for another episode or two. But still, I was just, after a while, I'm just not burning to turn it on sure. like I do with a lot of other series. Yeah. And then the thing is, even if we were all into a very specific series, which none of us are all into the same kind of series. Right. If we went into the finite plot points and twists and turns we'd basically have a show about that series we tend yeah. to be pretty spoiler free we try to that's not the talk whole about idea is actually happening right this minute i mean we give our we give our opinions we give our impressions but we try to stay out of the, the minutia of it unless someone pulls us into that mm-hmm. so doctor who you like it or you don't Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. and we'll definitely be coming back to that exact same sentence. But continuing on, real quick. Uh, P.S. Quick game of buy slash sell. All right, this is the red light, green light of video game lands. All right, okay. okay. Uh, although for a real thing, the new Mortal Kombat X combat pack with Leatherface, the alien xenomorph, and Bar- with Baraka abilities, and a cyborg and that drunk ninja dude. What do you think about that? Borracho is his name. <laughs> what? His name's Borracho, which is a play on Boracho. Ah. The drunkard. The, the drunk does, ninja dude? Okay. He does drunken fist. Although I like the idea of Baracko. And he gave him like presidential he, powers. He used to <laughs> he used to puke and uh, make people slip in it. That was one of those things. Like instead of I ice, remember the proper Borracho. God. So I'm glad to see Borracho back. He hasn't been back since, uh, I guess, uh, Armageddon. So, Paul, you and I are the only ones here that bought Mortal Kombat X. I love that. Are you going to buy this pack? No, I want to get a total pack. We were just talking about this in the car. I want to wait until they offer a a disc version of everything. Like they like, always eventually like the game do. of the year kind of thing. Yep. And it'll be the ultimate you know, combat. It'll probably be edition. a year from now, but then I'll get it probably. Because I just like to have it all on disc. I mean, maybe I'll cave. I don't know. Because so I, I, we did actually talk about this without even seeing your email. We talked about this. I love the characters that they add. Because, you know, horror fan, they always have some horror person in there. Right. Right on my goddamn alley. This time, there's two. The Xenomorph and Leatherface. But I just can't say here's another 30 bucks for any characters you're going to release the well, rest of the year not, when uh, a is year it 30 like, is it 30 if for the season pass yeah i'm gonna get you with yeah, my little 30 mouth. for that <laughs> season pass for them but i think it's 30 yeah. but you're right in a year year and a half 
40 bucks, you're going to get the Ultimate Edition, which is going to have all this stuff on it anyway, if you can be patient. But and I've I, already bought the game, so how to convince myself to rebuy it? I'll have to sell the original and buy the Super Deluxe Edition eventually, yeah. and I'll, I'll do that, and that, that'll be fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I like it. It's a good game. It is a very good game. It's, it's what got me to buy a PlayStation 4. So buy and sell is not the option, guys. It's not, not even ever acquire. No, I'll buy. I won't buy the pass. I'll a, buy it when it becomes acquire uh, later. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll buy it when it's buy. on disc. <laughs> when it's all on disc and not DLC. I'm just. I'm gonna. I mean, because we're running out of time to do that. We've got this generation, and I think that's it. Maybe, maybe one Digital more. Digital land. Maybe one more. We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully, Nintendo will figure it out. And I seriously hope they start putting games on Amiibos. Then we're good. But. Mm. And uh, PPS. They were gray, god damn it. Nope. Gray. Silver as fuck, dude. <laughs> Wrong. Silver as fuck. He says, seriously, thanks for settling that. I think that situation pisses me off so much because I had to watch three hours of Fellowship of the Rings tripe because of that. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. Next to Jake, show. thanks for writing in. I really appreciate it. Poor dear. All right. Strap in for this one, my friends. What? What? It's going to be a bumpy ride. Strap on. Famous Paul at the Paul Show. Mm-hmm. Of course. Let's consider the following. Considering. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Gotham. Yeah. And Jessica Jones. Uh-huh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was horrible for the first season. We all expected this. Joss Whedon shows, for the most part, exception Firefly, are shitty for the first season, good for the second season, great for the third season, and then fourth seasons go weird, fifth season becomes a shitty Broadway musical. Gotham was really bad. For most of the first season. Right now, it is frankly better than any of the other superheroish show I've watched, with the possible exception of Daredevil, because Daredevil fucking owns. Mm-hmm. He does. On to Jessica Jones. This show was positively awesome for the first four episodes. Murder Corpse is truly terrifying. In fact, he is too good a threat to make any part of the show past the first point when they could have killed him to be even remotely relevant. Jones herself is a horrible, cliche, poorly acted, with superpowers that work intermittently at best. Her strength seems to turn on and off randomly. None of the actors in the show had even any intrinsic fighting abilities, which led to a bunch of horrendously shitty fighting scenes compared to Daredevil. The point is this. While Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham lagged at the beginning and gained strength on the foundation of character development, Jessica Jones was strong in the beginning on concept, but completely died due to complete lack of character development. Jessica herself was actually a villain. Anyone who died in that show past episode four is completely due to her self-indulgent fucking idiocy, and she never even woke up enough to realize that she is the fucking crappy acting detritus that ultimately renders the promising show utter shit. You are welcome to disagree, because you are wrong. And do. Fact. The first few episodes of Thundercats are also shitty. Uh oh. That's why Mumra, the ever living, never shows up when the famous Paul is present. He knows that Paul will jump to some moronically fucking stupid conclusion after 15 minutes and cast out the mighty Thundercats franchise without spending the time and sexual energy to truly realize the gloriosity that is Mumra, the ever living. Thanks, Jeff, the currently living. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would disagree. <laughs> I've, only watched, I've only watched five episodes of Jessica Jones. Interestingly, that's when a lot of people say it kicks in. I'm sure it does. I just haven't had time. Sure. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. And, you know, Christian Ritter all day long. It's I'm sorry. I, I really like her. But as the letter writer, Jeff, he, he said the first four episodes were the best. 
I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you got to get when five is when it gets really good. I'm like, yeah, I mean, interesting. I, the show, all I've heard is it keeps getting better. I don't know what your history is with the comic book version or what you know about her backstory. And basically, yeah, her superpowers kind of fuck up on her. She's not very good at controlling them. That's why she gave up being a superhero. I thought I remember The show is about PTSD when right. it comes down to it. Yeah, and she's a conflicted, very human, fallible individual. Now, maybe you're reading that as poor acting. I think it's some conscious choices that she's making as a performer to show her vulnerable slash compromisable slash incompetent side in a lot of ways. There's a lot of Hamlet in it. Yeah, man. There's mm. a lot of not making the decision. Yeah, the she hesitates. Putting off the decision. Sure. I have to bow out of this discussion because not yeah, for lack have, of yeah. want, I still have not had a chance sure. to watch it. Well, like I said, I, I'm only five episodes deep. That's something I want to finish off when I'm done with all this uh, rehearsal process stuff. I'm going to spoil myself with some video games and movies in a couple weeks but for right now email jeff even though i agree with your overall premise i disagree with your jessica jones assessment yeah. but again as we said before and will continue to say added nauseum uh, your your mileage may vary your opinion is yours sure and, and just as deserving as any of ours well, you and know. i mean many people believe that with it i mean using agents of shield just as a specific example um that first half of the first season really the stories were constrained by the fact that it timing wise had to line up with the release of uh captain america right uh, and it was also monster of the week and i i kind of dig monster of the week i realize it's not that well they, they were trying to focus as much as they could on character development as well as they were restricted really to monster of the week because they had to they invest were, you for what was going to happen yeah so, we are incredibly spoiled right now as nerds. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Oh, we, yeah. are, we are conquering the earth. It's incredible. Because when and we were kids, th- we had, what, two or three things that we could... Ever. Maybe, no, you know, I mean, two or three movies. And not or, at the same time. I, I, I would, I would yeah, like to yeah. throw out a mind-blowing sentence, gentlemen. We have a Jessica Jones TV series. Right. right. Yeah. My it God. Really is, it really is testament to who the powers that be within certain realms of entertainment are figuring it out. Marvel is getting it. They're putting story first. They're putting the creators behind the shows. Bendis is in there crafting some dialogue, making this thing sing. And and Torgo, I, I swear I remember years ago when you read Alias saying, this is an amazing comic and they'll never be able to make a TV show it's or exactly a movie out of it, it because it's just too complex. Yeah, and here it is. Too so, complex, too dark, and yeah, yeah. no superhero. Exactly, he show actually, could be this. He actually told me he's like, it's just too dark. So nobody will be able to do it justice. And it's here. It's great. And my thing is, we have a preacher show coming up. God I'm damn real. I'm just real finicky, and weird little stuff can set me off. I've watched a lot of Arrow. Arrow didn't lose me off the first couple episodes. Right? It's garbage. But it's watchable garbage. But like Gotham lost me in the first episode. It talked down to me and I'm like, I'm out. And the same thing's happened with a couple other properties. But again, it's it, it's personal taste, exactly like you said. Let's revel in the fact that we've got all these other wonderful options. You don't like one show, chuck it aside. There's plenty of other stuff to watch. And um, more coming. And, and let's not always forget. more coming. Right. Yeah. Let's not forget a lot of shows, especially on the networks 
they dumb down the first few because they're trying to draw in non-fans. They forget that the fans are their core audience, yeah. and they're going to watch it regardless. Yeah, I, but so I, but they, so they want more watchers. I'm, exactly, it's I'm all about, and weird. that's on the major networks. They're I'm always going to do that. Like, what's that? What's that stupid Badlands? Into the Badlands? Oh. Yeah, that, is, that, is that pilot episode was was awful. a little painful to it's watch. The, uh, awful. AMC martial arts, That's so the, bad. The samurai thing and the way. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. Awful. And now, supposedly, I haven't watched any yet, but supposedly, the next few episodes are pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I'm sure, I believe. I got, don't know. I got picked up for a second season, right? <sighs> I believe so. Oh, wow. yeah. Bullshit. Well. People watch Drek, though. That's the thing. There's ten seasons of Smallville, ladies and gentlemen. There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> well, so I don't, I don't care if it's your if it's your thing. Enjoy your pudding. Yeah. But I, I will still, I will still espouse my views Absolutely. strongly. We can always agree to disagree. I'm fine with that. I, I, and, and you know, I don't want to. Do- we sh- we really should all get better about not calling things Drek because no, no, no. We're always no, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is, yeah, good luck go. with that. Yeah. When we say that, we're yeah. insulting the people that actually do genuinely, passionately enjoy something. No, and no, you're no. sticking a knife no, in not, their heart no, by saying I'm that. I'm not going to say. We feelings. could just say. We no. could just say it's not my no, thing. No, no. You can't no. say that, but you can say. But no, if a show is stupidly written. With stupid dialogue, it's not serving anyone. I want to see the best quality stuff that I can as often as I can, and I will deride and diminish stuff that I find subpar and pedantic. I just will because we because that's part of what's going on right now. We have a lot of subpar and pedantic uh, words being tossed around on the, uh, the 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 global stage, and uh, we need to shut down that kind of dialogue and 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 at least call it out for what it is. Well, there are people that make that argument, and I understand that. But there is also when is someone making a factual statement, and when is someone full of shit. One of the things that bothers me about Jeff's email is he said, you know, Jessica Jones is a poorly acted character. Where do you sit there and establish the criterion for this is good acting, this is bad acting, therefore this performance that I don't agree with is not a performance I don't agree with, it's bad acting. I don't think she was bad acting, but he does. Right. He thinks that she sucked. It's just, he says it's her the acting is direct. Yeah, and that's his opinion, but he needs to state it as opinion, not as fact. Well, and yeah, but then is, isn't that coming back to what Jeff was saying? That, that was essentially my point. I mean, that, it, I, I'm not playing got you with you, Paul. No, I that, understand, that's but, just, it's, but it's really hard to differentiate that. And I don't mind people coming out and saying that. If if people would understand that when people say that it, she's that's a terribly acted character... Okay, that's your opinion. That's fine. Right. There, there you go. That's fine. Let it be the thing. I can say that something is dreck. Yeah. You can disagree with me. That is fine. But if my opinion is that that product is shit, I can say that. And if you get offended because something that you like, I didn't, and I dislike it vehemently, then you really didn't like it. That's what it comes down to. Because if if someone calling out something you like makes you go, oh, I'm butthurt now. This is so rampant in video games. Oh, boy. When people it? don't get, when they're, the people buy a video game and they want to love it like nobody's business, they've invested $60 of their hard-earned money and they want this to be the greatest thing since ice cream 
And if someone gives it anything less than a 10, they feel like it's a personal attack on their own taste. Because like, they spent so much time on it. How could they like something that's bad? Right. And it's like, well, here's, here's the problem, pal. You got to learn to appreciate your own opinions and not give a fuck about anybody else. That's the real challenge. Appreciate your own opinions. Don't give a fuck about anybody else's. Hear them, but don't. It can't be your end all be all, and you certainly can't get mad about it. Hmm. However, I will flip all around on this because I do still get mad about the amount of time I wasted on Smallville. <laughs> I feel betrayed, tricked. Well, you just need to be more confident in your own opinions, Paul. Well, also, Paul, when, when Smallville was out, Smallville was about all there was out there. I was growing up, we had Hulk with really True. bad versions of the of Thor, really bad versions of the Daredevil, really bad versions of... But it was all you could God, have. God, all we those had. characters were on that. And, and speaking to that also, I didn't know Charlie Cox was a fight-trained... Uh, had fight experience. His criticism of the fight scenes was also kind of weird, too. I don't know. It was just... I, I actually... I took, like the fight scenes. I think they're very visceral. Yeah, yeah, I also think that they are people learning to deal with their powers. Exactly. You know? It's not supposed to look like a choreographed... That's what I don't like about that dumb Into the Badlands show. It's that whole thing of like... here come, dance. Here come 10 dudes around this one guy, and instead of anybody shooting him while another guy's after him, one at a time, let's get killed... I mean, the first it's, fucking move. The, that's the first move, and that just left such a taste in my mouth. Sure, but that's a martial arts trope. It's a martial arts trope from right. the 60s and sure. the 70s, and it worked then because it was new. If you're not innovating, I don't know, man. You don't see that as more an homage? No, there's a line between homage and it's just not creative enough to be homage. Like, I mean, what was the what was the fight with the crazy 88? Right, like that's fucking homage. Okay, that's that's yeah. You, you know were what I mean? Having several attack at the same time. Right, yeah. that's an and eighty eight, fucking nuts, and the shit she had to do to try and get him. And man, uh, don't fucking bleh. <laughs> bad boiling. I love it too there because because a- that had the the crazy eighty eight fight and kill Bill. Had a lot was was going on in, into the bandlands. One of the things, a trope that I accept, but but it makes me laugh when I'm looking at it, is when you have that circle waiting to come in to give the whole thing dynamic energy and everything. You have the guys who are waiting to come into the fight, moving their swords and stepping forward and stepping back, and they're going in the block and they're raising their swords, even though they're not actually fighting. And it's all to give the energy to the whole fight, but it really just looks like dumb. Yeah, it gets funny. throw that, but but throw that at his head and kill him. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. There was a Saturday Night Live skit many many years ago that talks about that same thing. It's just like a whole room full of ninjas, and they're like, "All right, guys, for the last time, what were we supposed to do? Attack him all at once." And what did we do? Attacked him one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this whole big group meeting thing. It's hilarious. Jeff, thank you for writing. If you want to write comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Love these letters. These are good letters. You respect your opinion, but disagree with many parts of it. Yeah, sure. But well, he said right in there. That's the like, fun of it. It's the, yeah, your it's, opinion is wrong. That's it's what right makes for the, the fun discussions. Because yeah. if we all did a great big bro hug, because all of it is great for everybody, it makes for very dumb radio. 
And if yeah. we all agreed, it wouldn't be very entertaining. And oh. we already do the bro hug after every episode. Yeah, that's true. That. And, and we don't have to do it naked, but we do. Yeah. Well, you know, we're bros. It's cleaner that way. <laughs> Gentlemen, what did you do this week? <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, eat, talk about differing opinions. Eat, <laughs> sleep, repeat. Yeah, you, you're, you're out because you've been yeah, studying and working, man. I didn't do anything particularly geeky, but I did uh, acquire something on actually Thanksgiving Day. I didn't get a chance to show you guys. I'll run a picture of this, but this was a... It is a My Little Pony. Yes. My son, uh, Duncan, is the uh, blind box master. We looked at these blind boxes, and he shook them and jiggled them and weighed them and found the pony I wanted, which is this one here. Holy smokes. This is Cheese Sandwich, the Weird Al Yankovic pony. Oh, my God. Look at this. It's a black pony with with Al hair and... The and cheese, and cheese on his butt. Cheese says, "Yeah, cheese sandwich, uh, cutie mark." This is when adorable. you say blind. You're talking about blind boxes, little boxes yeah. that, that yep. have the. It's a, it's a sealed box, that, and it's just the opaque uh, wrapping, so you don't know what's exactly. in it. Exactly. Okay, yep. I got you. I got nice you. job, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. It rubs off. Yeah, <laughs> drop the horse. I'm not touching it. <laughs> My dick will fall off. But yeah, no, he he has he, he sat there weighing him and shaking him, and he's like. This is probably cheese sandwich. And he handed me another one. This is either Celestia or Luna. And he was right. <clears throat> Damn. He's, there you go. He's, he, is a, he is a savant that way. You know what? When I go to those blind boxes, I'm going to hire yes. him yeah. to, to help you, me dude, find it. You've got Dustin Hoffman for his son. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah, got yeah. me some. Definitely uh, cheese sandwich. A Definitely. couple of blind boxes. Uh, I think it was for uh, Christmas last year. And that was the... Uh, it wound up being uh, the uh, Matt Smith doctor with sonic screwdriver and the TARDIS. So oh, I have him on, the the, on a shelf over yeah. here. Yeah. He's like, I hope you get the doctor and I hope you get the TARDIS. And boom, it was both of those. We had two savants we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. My no, goodness. Did you do anything, Nerdy K? I finished Jessica Jones. Ah, I enjoyed it immensely. Does okay. great stuff. David Tennant was just fucking balls to the wall insane. And that whole show, I really, really liked uh, uh, Coulter playing um, Luke Cage. Yeah, he was great. God, I man. can't wait for his show. I cannot after, after either. After that performance, I'm excited. Oh, it, it's funny because in the comics, Luke Cage always came across to me as a kind of stereotypical, very loud, you know, black dude. Uh, even when he's just talking to you, it's still, you know, a very, very loud, very brash type of talk. And this Luke Cage is so settled and grounded. And when I, as I was watching it, I'm like, you know, I can imagine kind of saying it represents this is a guy who, who, who is indestructible. Sure. And that kind of person would just be very grounded and just just and i was just he has to know his own strength at all times yeah and i just i became more and more i just really came to appreciate that performance as it went on and on and it was just it was really really cool and i really did uh, i really just came to respect it and yeah i can't wait a real sign of that acting is the fact that he manages to pull off the line sweet christmas and not make it sound oh stupid. my god that was so damn funny he yeah. says it even more than once yeah, he says it a couple times and, yeah. so, and it doesn't sound stupid it's like <laughs> no that's the thing he says okay yeah. right yeah. yeah that's just his little affectation nice so i really enjoyed that i watched the golden globus uh documentary that paul was talking about terrific 
that was that was interesting and that was really was really really um uh it was a bit of an eye opener on how uh hollywood business worked and that's the one with guys. canon films right right okay yeah i right. saw that one too it's it's really crazy yeah it is some of the some of the stuff that they got into during that whole run it was just like Okay, here's the script. Just make it. Go make it. Go make it. Yeah. Go make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Writing wow. the story as they're selling it, just coming yeah. in with the posters and selling a movie. That whole thing was just, that was wild. Scripts and, being delivered like page by page to the sets yeah. because they have, it hasn't been finished. I mean, just crazy weird little and, things like that. And the beautiful tag at the end of the documentary. We asked them to interview for this documentary. They said no. And then they announced their own documentary of their life and yeah. got it out three months before we finished this one. <laughs> it seals it up really well. It is hilarious, yeah. Oh, God. And the interviews with Toby Hooper, the um, uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren, and they talked about Masters of the Universe and stuff. It was... It was really... It was very, very interesting. Very And Superman. They talked about Quest for Peace. It was really, it was really cool. It was very interesting stuff. I saw another documentary. Um, this one's called Chaos on the Bridge, and this was well, that's the Shatner documentary. Yeah, right? it's a Shatner documentary. About next gen. He uh, interviews people about Gene Roddenberry's power struggle at the beginning of Next Generation. Oh, fun! Um, and there's interviews with Rick Berman. There's interviews with uh, Moore Braga. Um, uh, Mo- Maury Hurley, I believe, is his name. They talked about the first few seasons. They interviewed uh, yeah, it's DC. Maurice Hurley, but they called him Maury. Yeah, and uh, DC Fontana, and it was it was interesting. It was also a little sad because they talked about Roddenberry's slowly fading health and him losing his grip on the on the franchise and on the series and reality too. Right? Um, he was he was really kind of. A little bit, a little bit. I, I, I haven't seen the documentary, so I don't know if they address it, but I know in, in other interviews and things, they said that he just, he was, as his health was failing, he was slowly losing his grip on reality as, in addition to the show and other things. They didn't get too deep on that. The closest okay. they touched sure. on that, because they really stuck to Next Generation. It wasn't about Roddenberry, period. It was about him and the whole struggle for control of the Star Trek franchise. Um but they did talk about the evolution of him coming to buy into the whole optimistic future and trying to actually mold and shape something as opposed to they really conveyed a, a sense of in the original series he just had a way you know this is how I wish things kind of were and then as he was doing his college lecture circuits by the time he got the next generation he really began to have more of a sense of, I can actually change the world. We can actually do something. And there's more putting that value in. So they're talking about stuff like the no conflict within Starfleet and all of that. And Is this chaos on the bridge? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it. It's a good one. It's not even a terribly long doc either. It's, it's really, really cool. And Shatner is really, really interesting in it because... Uh, he uh, he really focuses on just letting people sit and talk. He and he and Jonathan Frakes have a great exchange. It's just it's it's a load of fun. It's very very interesting. I can't recommend it enough. I really want to see it. Um, I just haven't 
had the opportunity as yeah. as of yet. So. I we talking about nerdy shit we did. Yes, yeah. yeah. I just pooped in the toilet. Yes, you um, did. That's some shit. But uh, and it no, was nerdy. I've done a bunch. Of, I watched uh, the um, Giger documentary. Oh wow! Oh, HR Giger. It's very good. Nice. It's very good. Okay. And they must say his name a zillion times, so it is Giger. It's Giger. Okay. I was never sure Giger guy. There's that time when you were young when you could only read it. Yeah, and you never yeah. knew. Yeah, Giger, Geiger, Goger. It's Giger. Uh, Giger, Giger counter. It's just <laughs> really intriguing. He's an interesting. See, guy. that's what the internet's really gotten us: how to pronounce our heroes. Yeah. Giger, Gaiman, Graining. Yeah, it's true. Sapansky. Thank you. Exactly. Nobody cares about that. Spelling, on the other hand, never mind that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Chief. <laughs> It's an exceptional documentary. <laughs> I believe it's called uh, Black Star or Dark Star. Dark Star. Dark Star. It's quite good. Um, he sort of basically pulled a Ricky Schroeder and had a uh, train built in his house, you know, that goes through a garden. Oh, from Silver Spoons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like a Silver <laughs> There's a reference for you. He's got a Silver Spoons train. I can't believe I remembered that just now. It He's literally not, just popped into my head. That's because the only thing we remember is his damn toy room with all the good video games in it. Yeah, he's not a video game guy, but um, he likes his... I'm talking about likes, Ricky Schroeder. Nah, no. Don't forget uh, Ricky Schroeder's <laughs> remote control front door. When yeah. people ring the doorbell, he just pushed the button on the remote and the we door We watched opened. a show about a kid playing with his toys. That's yeah. what we watched. Yeah. And it wasn't called Richie Rich. And then, as well, and then you also had Aaron Gray, too, so we were watching that as it well. Was, I was too young to care. It was supposed to Liar. be Richie Rich. <laughs> His video games, man. Yeah, he had Dragon's Lair before anybody, man. His dad had all kind of crazy shit. His dad was a wacky inventor. Are we... No, okay, are we Giger, talking about Ricky no. Schroeder or Giger? Because I'm <laughs> lost <laughs> now. I'm <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, I'm trying to picture two people here and... A couple of silver spoons right it. there, man. I, I was lost when he said they had the train in the in his house. And I know <laughs> knowing Giger's sexual proclivities is like really like full time. There was a train going on in his house. Well, that man always had a train going. Oh yeah, watch the documentary. It's great. Dark Star, fascinating. I'm pretty sure that because I I've stumbled across it more than once in my feed, and I'm like, isn't that, I, isn't that the name of uh, John Carpenter's yeah. movie? And I, I keep thinking sleep. that's what it is. I I wanted to look this up to make sure so that. There is a confusion because I was thinking Dark Star from the 70s as well. The actual name of the documentary is Dark Star H.R. Giger's World. Yeah. There so you go. That will help you find it if you're if you're interested in looking for it. I got confused, of course, with uh, John Blackstar. Astronaut. Uh, astronaut. <laughs> a man barely alive. Those damn trobits. Flying shark. Blackstar. Dude, that show's the bomb. Can't nobody tell me shit. And there's a good chance we're going to finally get a John Blackstar figure in the He-Man stuff eventually. Oh, I hope yeah. They do. Man, if they do that next year, I'll be over the moon. Over the moon for a Blackstar figure. Mm. <laughs> and then He-Man will punch that moon. <sighs> it's such weird things that make you happy. A Blackstar figure, dude. <laughs> for the last month, I've been having a hard time sleeping. What? It's just it's, hit me the last two days. It's There would be nights where I would get four or five hours of sleep and, and and then wake up and that that's it i'm, I'm awake it's because you're addicted to fallout it's because of fallout that's really it <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that that is the problem you're jonesing for it i wake up wow. and i want to go back to the commonwealth wow my brain says 
time to go back. It's time. There's work to do out there to make the world a better place. Not the real one. That one. Is that a melted cheese, grilled cheese sandwich? That's a cheese sandwich. Paul is now looking, was just handed the... the Paul was taking a dump when Andy was doing his big Greek geek So so now we're back to that. Yeah, yeah, just to give you an example of his addiction (laughs) level right now, I went to bed early one night because I'm doing this whole training thing. I had to get up to take my medication. He was playing the game, but shutting it off. Got to take my medication. Woke Todd up. is up playing Fallout. Woke up the next morning at like 7.30. I slept in because I didn't have to go into work that day. 7.30. Sleep in. Yeah, I know. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> but I come out to get a glass of water. He's already back into the Commonwealth. I'm like... Did you just? Yep. Okay, just checking, make sure I wasn't still asleep here. I've been looking for the thing that tells you how long you've played, how many hours you put in. You don't want to know. And I finally found it. It's on the actual game save that you have to load up. Since I'm always loading up okay. from from auto saves, I never see it. So Over today, 100. so today I looked at it. According to it, I think it's lying, but according to that, I have put in over 22 days. Of is that possible? Twenty-two four twenty-four hour days. Yeah, game Ooh. time. But they go fast, right? Not not game time. Now bear in mind, <laughs> like Get, when you save days, <laughs> that woke up Paul. Real time twenty-two days. Now 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 I'm an now, uncle man. Oh oh oh, <laughs> oh Paul, it's better. It gets better. Yes, Paul. That save does not count when you play and then decide you've made a mistake and go back and reload your save game and then play forward so there's a few hours that aren't accounted for in there do you play with the pip boy on your wrist do you have the? i don't have that i I was not lucky enough to get one did i read they just put put some out on amazon now that now they're available want it already have the game yeah now it's available dick jerks so the Pip-Boy is available by itself now? So, no, it's only available if you purchase the game yeah. nah. Pip-Boy Edition. So it's going to stand the reason that, yes, my game of the year is already picked as Fallout 4. I don't think I've ever put that much time into a game in such a small period of time. That's been out for, what, a month and a week and a half? Yeah, Duncan's pretty deep into that one, too. It's And it's you know what? I still enjoy it. By this time, my lungs were aching for air. I'm sorry. That was Mystery Science Theater head. Um, by this time... My lungs were aching for air. By this time, I would have gotten bored by any game and moved on to something else. But it's still there. It's beautifully crafted. I can't love that game more. So, All right, still playing I it. Just checked Amazon. It's It's sold out as Amazon as the seller. But there are a number of new and used oh, editions yeah. available. So go get it if you want it. Starting at around $50 well, Let's face it, if up. you want it, you already have $50? it. $50? Yeah, $50 and up used. For the game or just for the thing? It doesn't say. Probably just the game. It, just says, it just says new and used. Jeff's going to read Amazon now. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? That is the answer. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Oh, uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, was celebrated at the Game Awards, but the air around the game's victory is tainted by Konami's legal team directly telling series creator and creative director of the project, Hideo Kojima, 
that not only does he not get to accept the award, but asks him not to attend the Game Awards at all. Ah. Uh, the new voice of Snake, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, accepted the Best Action Slash Adventure Award on Kojima's behalf. Uh, when told the reason that the beloved game designer was not on stage to accept it himself, the crowd erupted into booing. So, yeah, Konami continuing their bizarre line of fuckery. Yeah, because yeah, wow. like, so, it didn't, everybody speculated that he'd been dismissed, and then all of a sudden they come out and say, <laughs> nope, he is still with us. He's, uh, he's got an employment contract where legally things are still binding. So they can command him not to be involved with game stuff. So rude, right? But yeah, it's like it's so it's he's in some limbo. Yeah, he he's essentially been put of all put off of all projects. But no, he's still employed. It's so bizarre. Oh, it's so bizarre how they've been handling this, this. And then he'll be able to go kickstart whatever he wants, and probably get one of one of the top three backing things ever. By the by, oh, I hope so. I know many of our listeners have already gotten on board, but if you haven't yet. Go back MST3K two more days. Yes. Two more days. One more day by the time we hear this. That's right. You have 24 hours to act. To comply. And uh, go, we're shockers, already at, go. We're already at right on the cusp of nine episodes, I think. Now, oh, what's the minimum? Push to, it over. What's the minimum to, to see them? Do you have to put money to in the see theater? Them, or I, th- I don't know. Ten bucks, I think. No, I think it's more than that. 20 bucks to get the downloads. In fact, it might even be more than that, but at least 20. I'll look it up. You look it up while that's happening. Mm-hmm. Why don't you look it up, Paul? I'm right on. That's where I was looking up last. <laughs> so there you go. It's <laughs> exactly what I was looking at last time. Merk. And that's appreciated. And yes, you, you're a go to news guy? Really? No. no. <laughs> Let's take a look. Go to nerds guy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. So here's the latest. The cookie. Here's the latest. We are uh, at. Four million seventy-five thousand, and three days to go. Two days when you hear this. Two days when you hear this. Uh, so yeah, we're we're at six episodes for sure. What do you have to hit to get nine? I'm trying to see. I think it's five. I think it's five million. No, it seems like it was like straight on a million. No, boom, no, boom. no, 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 no. It's four point four, I believe. Oh. Uh, but you know, Kickstarter's so get a ton. Of uh, boost right at the end. So here's yeah. your boosting time. Yep, yep, yep. And and put in your comments or wherever the hell you can because Geek Shock told us to. <laughs> All right, that'd be sweet. Well, I've been sharing it a lot. Indeed. Yes, you have. Yeah, I wake up at like four in the morning to a notification from my phone, and it's famous Paul. We're losing time, folks. To spend your money now. You have your. Sound on your phone? Yeah, in oh, case no. something important happens. Yeah, well, I guess it's a good thing. I'm up at four in the morning <laughs> tweeting bullshit about <laughs> this stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm going to turn off my sound, and I'm going to miss something really important someday, If Paul. they reach 5.5 million, you'll get 12 episodes. Yes. Oh. No, I'm saying 4.4, 4, I think you get nine. There you go. 5.5, folks. Come on, let's do this. Let's yeah, make it a episodes. British season. Ooh. And a they're, BBC they're season. What again? Four million? That's two British seasons. There are just over four million. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah. Here it is. Four million seventy-five thousand. Lazy fucks. Yep. That's where they're at. That's where four million right now. Seventy-five thousand. Okay. I think we spent enough time talking numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't give a shit about a hundred bucks. You get everything downloadable. There okay. you go. Do it. ABC is going to broadcast a three-hour remake 
of Dirty Dancing. Why? Oh, boy. With Abigail Breslin as Little Miss, who was in Little Miss Sunshine, in the role of Baby, the character originated by Jennifer Grey. Oh, wait, is that Jennifer Silver? Oh, wait, Jennifer Grey in the 1987 film. Eleanor Bergstein, who wrote the first movie, will executive produce, while the music will be from Adam Anders and Pierre Anstrom. The original movie centered on the young Francis Baby Hausman falling in love with her summer camp sexy dance instructor. No word yet who will play Johnny Castle, the role originated by the late Patrick Swayze. The original movie was an hour and 40 minutes long. Which is about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20 minutes too long. <laughs> and no air date has yet been released. Well, so they're taking an hour and 40 long minute movie and making it three hours. Well, let's see. What? Well, but that's with 20, commercial breaks. 40, is it? I hope it is. There's, that's going to be yeah, at least 40 minutes of commercials yeah. there if it's three hours long. Uh, maybe so 220 so 220 so yeah, still, expanded another 40 still minutes. twice right, as long sure. that's all right uh that move, abigail that, breslin we, we, is two she, hours oh wait she's like 19 or 20 now yeah. never mind yes yeah, i'm still thinking she's <laughs> it's uh kid. now wait a minute because that would be an interesting movie all right <laughs> the, the, glur- the gary glitter version well i was just about to go like uh, dirty dancing isn't she the oh, middle yeah, school years old enough now <laughs> Incredibly dirty dancing. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Wasn't uh, that Havana Nights? Well, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know the story behind that? The was H- not behind H- Havana which Nights? One? Oh, no. Uh, no, I don't because it's dirty dancing. It was actually written as a real movie for something else. And it's like Peter Sagor, or somebody bizarre like that. Some NPR host wrote the thing to be this big serious drama and it got turned into Dirty Dancing 2. That's what happens. Yeah. That's how diehard movies get made. That's oh, true. Yeah. And I wonder what they're going to do about the abortion subplot. Well, that's why the 40 <laughs> minutes had to be added to get that, give that the time it needs. I hope. To, to uh, gestate? Is that the wrong word? Oh, so the oh. GOP can throw a, throw a fit because it's on oh, television. Boy. That is, that, you're on my level there, Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> that's you not came good... down to Paul Town. <laughs> Holy fuck. Paul Town population too. <laughs> Woof. Woof. <laughs> Let that subplot gestate. Mm. But tell me, Torgo, when do you believe it's actually a subplot? <laughs> At I, what I, point I, does it become integral I and, think and that, real part of the movie? I think it's once you've conceived the idea. Oh, hey, really? Yeah. I think only after the, the, the idea has had a little bit of time to work its way into the audience that people can actually say, okay, that's a subplot. But the spark, the soul is in that original idea. I think you should abort this line of reasoning. Abort. 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 We'll no longer breach this subject. Let's move on. Curses just give it a big sigh. Man. We can geek. Yes. We're boy. Stuff we care about. Maybe. This is the first one. First one's always borderline. Well, you always had that nice transition. Yeah, I do. I'd like to ease you in. Uh, Universals. Oh. Is that more abortion uh, I humor? Was gonna oh, say, no. <laughs> I was going to say, Not that's what I think is abortion humor. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> Are you okay, Paul? No, I'm he's not doing, doing well. He's doing his best Kylo Ren impression. Things the are dark not side. good in Paul Town. <laughs> he's, he's closed down into Paul a hoodie. Paul is really, really tired. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even see his eyes. I just so want to go to bed. Wake up, Paul. You got more to do tonight. I know. 
I've been up for 16 hours. Which there you excuse? go. Jeff has just bombed you. Well, when <laughs> he got you up get, at the crack of noon, man. <laughs> 6.30 this morning. All right. Well, I got up at 9, so I'm not that far behind <laughs> so you. So fuck you. So two and a half hours doesn't make that big a deal. Okay, gotcha. I mean, no, it's, I'm just... <laughs> Nine o'clock for me is unbelievable. You think it's easy for me? I'm usually going to bed at six thirty. I know. I did couldn't sleep last night. It was terrible. Dude, dude, fucking dude. actors. I know everybody's tired. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody's tired. Jeff's not an actor. I know, but it's a he's whole a filmmaker but... who is currently earning many money uh, by other means. Earning money in food service. Regardless you can say it. I'm earning money. I'm like every other actor that's making a living doing. Right. You know, you're an actor. What restaurant? Um, um, yeah, I'm actor, director, I'm, I'm producer, etc. Nine to five bastard in the room. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also a parent, so you have an excuse to be in that whole day schedule thing. Yeah. Paul's got dogs. Jeff, Jeff went full. Uh, I mean, Paul went full hood. Wow. He is totally. Uh, he's totally. It's <laughs> all right. You you you, rela- you rest. You chime in when you feel like it. You're good. Something will grab your your hackles. Oh, don't grab his hackles. You don't know where they've been. <laughs> Universal's, I think we do. <laughs> Universal's The Mummy reboot. Yes, sorry. Okay. The Mummy. Ah! See? Some hackles. Did you uh, see? That's one of my favorite things that ever was on. What the shit is going on? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So I'll find it. <laughs> While you find it, I'm going to continue this story. Universal's The Mummy reboot may have found its mummy in the Kingsman The Secret Service star Sophia Butella. She is currently in talks to play the role of a female mummy, while Tom Cruise is on Universal's Most Wanted list and is in negotiations to star in the modern-day set movie. The Mummy is the first in a series of interconnected movies set in a shared universe a la Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, characters from Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Brack Lagoon. Brack Lagoon? From the Black Lagoon. Brack Rangoon? Brack Rangoon. That's a 70s movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah. From the Black Lagoon, the Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein are all part of Universal's big plans for their classic monster movie franchise. Universal's The Mummy Reboot will be helmed by Alex Kurtzman with a script by John Spates. It has a release date, March 21st, 2017. Awesome. Okay. But Uh, not really. So she was the the assassin in uh, Kingsman? Yes. Okay. She was the assassin with the blade legs. Blade feet, yeah. Blade feet. And and a very, very fun character in that movie. Yeah. That whole movie was just fun. Yeah, Kingsman's great. I'm fully a Kingsman fan. I had never read the comic, but it just seemed, I don't know, lighthearted but serious it's, uh, I, I, at the I, same I've time. Mentioned before, it's the James Bond movie I wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. There you go. But uh, I know this whole shared universe thing was like, oh, everyone's trying so hard for things that probably won't work. But was, was I wrong that the vampire uh, Dracula Unleashed or whatever it was called that came out a year ago? Untold. Okay, sure. Untold um, that that was somehow being shoehorned into this whole. Yeah, they, that uh, was the idea. They they took it back and shot some additional scenes and edited it in to so kind that, of fit it. And it would, yeah, that so that it, that new shared universe that they established after the movie had already been. But it didn't do very well. It wasn't no. well received. No, so, so they mean, don't have to. Use so it. now, so I guess they're walking that back. Say, no, no, Are mummy, really? mummy's the first one. All right, so good plan. I can't find the exact clip I'm looking for. 
But uh, there is a show called The Trollkins. Oh, oh yeah. shit. God damn it. <laughs> you. Uh. He might fail. I can't wait for the explanation for this. There is a bit in one of these episodes where a mummy invades Troll Town. God damn it, really? And there is this take from one character when he sees the mummy and he goes, Oh, mummy. Oh, mommy! And his eyes get huge. And I used to just rewind that bit over and over again. <laughs> okay. It now had come me together. on the fucking floor. And it was one of my favorite takes. Were you laughing at a step and fetch it bit? No. He's not. It's not that at all. He's just like, oh, he's, a, because it's, it's, he's all countryfied. He's all hick. He's all, uh-huh. oh, mommy. Oh, mommy! And he just, and he just, it's a, it's a stretch and squash bit, and his oh, okay. eyes just get huge, like huge, not huge, huge, like his whole body becomes eyes, kind of thing. Oh, really funny shit, wow. man! God damn! <laughs> I, I'm glad you gave us the the music. Fluky, I think yeah. his name was the character who uh, loses his shit. Anyway, look up Trollkins, please. No, just do it. <laughs> no. Just fucking do Not it. Don't even please. please. Go fucking do it. Just fucking look up Trollkins. You don't, you're a loser. That is. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Look it up. Go fucking do it. Man, I've been watching some crazy cartoons on the YouTubes. Uh, the you YouTube. didn't even have to add on the YouTubes. Yes. You could just say, I've been watching some crazy cartoons because you've already established that. <laughs> this next piece of news I'm f- super excited about. AMC is currently developing Nosferatu, that is N-O-S-4-A number two, a supernatural (laughs) horror TV show based on the best-selling novel from author Joe Hill. Nosferatu centers on a young woman named Victoria Vic McQueen, who possesses a secret gift that allows her to find lost things, only the gift is slowly destroying her mind. Her search leads her to someone who has powers of her own. Of his own, a psychopath named Charlie Manx, who survived for over a century by feeding on the souls of children he abducts in his 1938 Rolls-Royce Wraith with the license plate Nosferatu, keeping himself eternally young. When Manx takes Vic's son, she'll dive into the impossible nightmare world lying beneath the surface of everyday America in a desperate bid to get her son back. Nosferatu is a fucking great novel. Is it? Okay. Joe Hill is a great novelist. And storyteller. Short stories are great, too. Um, he, If you haven't read Lock and Key, fantastic comic book that he's written. Uh, if you're not familiar, Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. And he has some of that voice, but he's developed his own very distinct and very creative voice. Did he change his name so people would take him seriously? Yes. Because otherwise not- he'd be known as Joe King. <laughs> oh! Wow. Oh, shit! <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> Fuck yeah! Insert Fuck rim shot. Yes, here. <laughs> yes. Torgo, Joking. You, you walked right into that man. Oh, you 
waltzed. I did. Shit. I just gave gave a big old <laughs> hug in that one. Joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag joking. It's funny because it's true. There he crawls back into his trucking Kylo Ren. <laughs> I can't tell if he's a mummy. A mummy. <laughs> I can't tell if he's Arrow God, or uh, Daredevil. It's a big he's novel. The, he's the Arrow. He's I'm Darrow Devil. I was going to say. <laughs> Darrow. Clarence Darrow Devil? <laughs> donut <laughs> Taylor, you have failed this donut podcast. Devil. <laughs> the Donut Devil. I dare to eat donuts. <laughs> All <Okay>. the time. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, to this be on a, to be on AMC, I'm excited. All right. So, but really, if you're a horror fan and haven't read Joe Hill, fix your life. It's amazing. <laughs> Not to be confused with Joe King. No, definitely not. Mike Trump. <laughs> joking. <laughs> You're not joking. Oh. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> Why? Surely you must be joking. I can't on a book cover. No one will take me seriously. I'm joking. And I sound like Gilbert Gottfried. Yes, you do. Oh. What? I, I was With the give hint you of Stanley. Of the, yeah, I was going to yeah. give you a benefit of Gilbert the doubt. Gilbert Stanley here. <laughs> Excelsior. You fuck. You son of a bitch. Oh, by the way, slight detour. Last week's show, when I listened to it, Red Fox, Rambo. Very nice. Rambo and Sons. <laughs> I was glad I was... I was glad I was da, home da, listening da, to that because I had a humiliating double over laugh. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you started the whole stammer bit with, with the Mr. Mr. General, I just I fucking lost it. Jesus, I could totally see Fred Sanford as Rambo. God damn. I don't know, I don't know why, you, why you keep sending these boys over there to die. <laughs> we know damn well I can just go over there and solve the problem by myself. Oh shit! Hey, uh, hey, uh, Lamont, give me my give me my bag full of exploding arrows. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what it's all about. <laughs> no, ready, a, ready. Bring me some of that C4. <laughs> Rambo and Sons. <laughs> Kim Stanley Robinson's legendary Mars trilogy: Red Mars, Green Mars, and Blue Mars is in development as a TV series at Spike with Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski at the helm. Variety reports that the network has given Red Mars a straight-to-series order for 10 episodes with Straczynski serving as showrunner and writer. Production is expected to kick off next summer. Uh, Spike hopes to premiere the series in January 2017. <laughs> the Mars trilogy is set uh, almost universally acclaimed novels. Uh, chronicling the colonization and terraforming of Mars over the course of 200 years. It covers a wide variety of characters and viewpoints, immensely detailed and immersive, and explores just about every hard sci-fi idea you could want in such a story. It's unclear whether Spike has any ambition to carry all the way through to Blue Mars, but for Red Mars, Straczynski and company will focus on the first group of colonists as they struggle to survive in a harsh new world and struggle to work together. I said this before when we first announced that Spike was doing this. It seems like a really weird fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a very heady, very intelligent, and very multi-nuanced set of novels. Hard science fiction 
which you know you're supposed to go that sci-fi's wheelhouse the sci-fi is getting well has been known for b-level sure trash i mean, I mean they got childhood's end coming next week they're they're picking up good stuff there's also the expanse right um, i think isn't it sci-fi that's also doing doing this? did some kind of contract with John Scalzi? I'm, well, it may not be sci-fi. I don't know enough about that. So Spike, but Spike doing something so heady. Yes, it's it's actually funny. It's actually amusing. Well, it remi- I, I, reminds I, you I of hope the time. They give it the respect it deserves. Well, it reminds oh, you of the time Next Gen was on Spike and not on Sci-Fi, which is like why the fuck? That is true. I still think of Star Wars. Sorry, Star Trek being on Spike. Yeah, that's. Weird, too. Yeah, so it's funny. It's very funny. Now, speaking of Star Wars, if you live in Austin or can get there, uh, try your hand at this. It's called. It's dubbed the Star Wars The Marathon Awakens, no, an event being hosted at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas, described as a, quote, endless round-the-clock screening of Star Wars The Force Awakens until one final fan is left to claim the mantle of intergalactic Superfan supremacy, unquote. What? The contest is open to seven diehard pre-selected fans. They'll be chosen via social media uh, contests using the uh, hashtag Alamo Jedi. Uh, the event will kick off at 4 a.m. December 17th with fans watching all six original Star Wars films before diving into The Force Awakens. Once they reach that point, The Force Awakens will be put on an endless loop until just one fan remains. Participants will be allowed a few short breaks to stretch their legs and use the restroom, but it's all Star Wars all the time. Those in the contest will not be allowed to sleep, use illegal drugs, or talk or text during the movies. It's basically a battle of geeky wills to see who can last the longest. Whoever survives will receive a seven-year movie pass to Alamo Drafthouse Theaters, a complete set of 2015-2016 Topps Star Wars card reader cards, and a selection of mega-rare Star Wars Mondo prints. A theater seat will also be named in the winner's honor. Wow. That's, that's a hell cool. of a prize yeah. package. I couldn't, I couldn't win that because if Alamo is anything like the Galaxy Luxury out here, it's, I'm gonna I hear have it's to, comfy. I'm going to have to pee two or three times... Every show. And Get the small Coke, man. If, if they control when you can leave the theater, I'm in trouble. But they have 20 ounce beers. But I'll tell you what you do. You get two. Of, you get two Cokes. <laughs> Empty out the first one to do your business in when you can't make the escape. Yeah. How much you want to bet there isn't like a fine print? Yeah, you can't do Don't, that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> can't use probably. a trucker's probably friend. Probably a lot of that. Yeah. No catheters with a hip flask tied to your ankle. Uh, that's depe- depends, man. Depends on your friend. There. You don't have to wait till you're sixty. <laughs> oh my god! Deep. You're just sitting there, shit welded to the chair. Smelling disgusting. This is Texas. They're not far from Houston. They can get the that could work in your favor if you create the nasty smell. There you go. You can live in your own stink, but most other people can't. Chase them out. Star Wars 7. Live in your own stink. (laughs) Where's your stink? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. I am Master Torgo. I'm so tired. (laughs) 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy. Talk to you next week in Geek. Wooey. Wow.
We we didn't go through everything, did we? We never never do. do, We never do. Thanks for the education, Andy. I appreciate it. (laughs) Got through a lot of the new stories, though. The new ones. There's there's a few that've been sitting on the back burner that are kind of can wait. All right. So we got the important ones. Yeah. We got the mummers. Well, we've got countdown because next cast is the last cast ever before Star Wars came out. Yeah. Christ, you're right. I'm really excited about that. I've watched. Are you? uh, Really? yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. This is, this is the last cast before the uh, signing. I, I, no, this this weekend I watched the the special. Oh my god, Jeff, it's alive! God damn it! Jesus. Oh, I watched the special like edition and the Empire Strikes Back despecialized edition. <laughs> what are you? Jeff's doing? excited. Oh. Paul is dead. He's frozen in no, carbonite. No, that's just a rumor. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> we got our signing Thursday. Oh yes, yeah, we should do. talk about that, you think? Um please go to popgoestheicon.com and purchase Christmas Puss or Amazon. We get a little more money if you buy it from Pop Goes the Icon. I was gonna say purchase Amazon. That's purchase Amazon <laughs> sublime if, to ridiculous. Hey, if you purchase Amazon and wanna cut cut us a little slice hey big goals small steps will you also have copies available for sale at the we certainly the will yeah. okay. certainly will so, so come we'll on down to the signing if you're in las vegas it is on the uh stephanie street barnes and noble it's the henderson barnes and noble there's the henderson there, barnes there's and there noble rare as hen's teeth these days people know where they are <clears throat> rare as hen's teeth ladies and gentlemen <laughs> there you go <laughs> climbing out of his cave once more <laughs> Uh, that is comes, Sunset and uh, Stephanie, Munga Andy. Pretty much. It's kind of it. in between suns, uh, Sunset and Warm Springs. That's right. And I what know. time is the signing? 7 o'clock till 9. Uh, my buddy R.J. Owens, fabulous Cirque du Soleil performer, is going to be reading the book. Speaking of people wearing diapers. I'm going to try and uh, put that up on uh, uh, Periscope. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Talk about up periscope. He's going to try to put it on periscope. So <laughs> he froze. Someone hit the reset button. God, he's like Windows all over again. <laughs> it's like Shatner. Oh my God. He's okay. it's, it's Paul, the blue screen of yeah, death. Exactly. <laughs> I've had just too much. I've had too much week. Yeah. Too much week for these last five days. I think when you walk out of here, you should take a quick dive in their pool before you drive across town. No, uh, you know what, Paul? I can sympathize. I can sympathize. I know you can. You're going through a lot, too. You're off to record two more podcasts. They are sure to be Goddamn gems. gold. <laughs> well, I mean, last the last late night ones we did, we got my favorite episode ever. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, and now you're even worse for wear. <laughs> Is this the one with the baby? Coming soon to a digital device near you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so please, and if you already have Christmas Puss, which many of you do, and some of you have already been kind enough to leave a five-star review on Amazon, that is awesome. I'll take that. Thank you. Uh, just big thanks to everybody who's uh, tweeted about it, bought it, mentioned it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I think uh, hopefully this will be an annual kind of thing where we can, you know, keep this thing running. And if I slowly get a little more notoriety, this book can continue to rise with me. All right, and we can do next year. We do Christmas Puss or Christmas Cat, and then 
Shirky the Thanksgiving turkey. We're I need to do this. Shirky the Thanksgiving shark at some point. Yes, you do. Promises, uh, man. Shirky no, the Thanksgiving turkey would it. not be as good a book. No. Shirky the sleep with the shark. You're right. Shirky the shark. It's going to be all sea life. I'm waiting for Swallowween. Oh, Swallowween. <laughs> That's a director video. Well, you're going to see that. <laughs> you're going to keep waiting. You're going to see Swallowween when I take the stage of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh yeah. Believe me. And thank you for listening to this show, and thank you for listening to the Ice Cream Social. Keep keep sharing the tapes, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Thank you, Scoops. Thank and you, Shock Monkeys. Yeah. So thank many you, good Crossovers. Things. Indeed. Get get your Star Wars ready. Get your machete cuts oh, in order. Man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Star Wars is so soon. I just know I'm going to have to rehearse that night. <laughs> yep. no one I'm put in I have night. to work that no, night, so I'm just, already... I'm out too, man. So you can't I, do I, it? I, I'll be working. I'm I gonna think just... I'm going to try to do like a 3 a.m. show. Get out of work. Go do the 3 a.m. show. I'm going to try go. and sneak away. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do that if that's what happens, but who knows? Who knows? Force is strong with me. It'll all work out. That's Jeff, right. Jeff, you're used to it. Just get up for the 6.30 show. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, by that time, we'll show? be back on the regular schedule. Which so is you'll be used to it. Closings, yeah. By this time, my lungs were aching for air. <laughs> <laughs> is that the astronaut? Yes. Okay, is that the uh, what the astronaut? Uh, Bill Reed. Like, Bill Reed, that's it. Bill Reed, thank you. <laughs> Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill Reed. <laughs> I... <laughs> Try to get enough air. Look, you just, what what happened is in space. <laughs> you get a guy says, "I'm the captain," and you're like, "Sure, fine, <laughs> okay." So what's for dinner? And he's like, "Tuba sauce." I'm like, no. <laughs> Bill Reed doesn't eat just sauce for dinner. It's like, we're rationing. So tonight you have sauce, Bill. You get the sauce tube. Oh, what did you get, Captain? Oh, I get the meat tube. Hey, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know what, oh. Commander K? I never even thought of that. <laughs> That's glad why glad I'm here for you, astronaut. As many meat tubes as Bill Reed has consumed. That's the first time I put it all together. Oh, I'm. Well. Now I figured it out. Now I'm, I get it. I'm still trying to figure out why you have to put sauce on the tuba. No, meat tube. Oh. <laughs> Not tuba. Meat tube. It's a tuba sauce. No, it's, look, look what happens. Check. I never thought of that. You usually combine the tuba. <laughs> There's a... Uh, well, the tubes have... The tubes have interlocking systems. Oh, Bill Reed. <laughs> but don't, don't, don't confuse the tuba with the bassoon. <laughs> Oh, no, that, that's the, the villain. What you want to do is tell the captain, why am I sounding like Bill Cosby? I don't know, man. It's, it's, I think there was something in the tube. Bill Reed's very tired. I need, to listen to, I need to listen again to what Bill Reed sounded yeah. like. Yeah. I'm close, but this is not quite Bill Reed. It's close, though. On the other hand, have you had anything suspicious to drink, uh, Mr. Reed? Bill Reed doesn't drink. Oh, okay. Bill Reed has this problem from lack of oxygen from a time when he was in the space. You didn't do it. You didn't do what Bill Reed did. You didn't go to space and have oxygen get sucked out so fast that you couldn't get enough in again and have the brain problem. Brain problem. So, meanwhile, Bill Reed is the brain problem hero, and you are just a guy on the planet. 
<laughs> yawn, oh. yawn, yawn. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a low blow. That's I a should hope you put it in your place. <laughs> I hope you're put down where you should be. I'm, I am. I'm on good, the planet. Good, good. Bill Reed's going to stay up in the stars lacking oxygen. <laughs> well. I, when it's almost I, like a Wesley Willis song at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I did my fifth orbit. I saw uh, Australia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Guinea, oh, yeah, yeah, Solomons. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, like you've seen Australia from orbit. I've seen pictures. Well, great. Maybe some of I've them. I've seen you pictures took. of your mom. Hey, <laughs> what? My mom's dead. Those are some gross. Those pictures, pictures have been gro- are turned <laughs> yeah. gross for me That's now. That's right. That's right. Oh, That'll those, teach those you, astronaut you, Bill Reed, with no oxygen. Those pictures used to get me off at late night in the os- in astronaut land. <laughs> we were training. They pass around pictures of Commander K's mom for inspiration on the G machine. G machine? When they spin you around real fast. That's where the spot is. Mm-hmm. The centrifuge. You call it what you will, fancy. 